Hi, welcome back to Till Death Do Us podcast, a podcast about marriage, murder, with the Murrays. I'm Michelle Murray. And I'm Matt Murray. And we're back for another week. Yeah, here yeah. we are. What's up? We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. For real. A lot of people are listening. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, uh, it's good. Not like I've been a slave to the numbers. No, me either. <laughs> We stare at the numbers constantly. Literally all the time. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting, though, when we People go, listen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. great. It's a weird feeling. So weird. It's like oddly validating. So we actually are over 500 downloads now, guys. Yep, collectively. Thank you all so much. Yeah, it's seriously. It's super cool to know that 500 times people have listened to us talk. <laughs> I don't, I've never even listened to Matt talk that much. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but yeah, probably. <laughs> It was awesome. It was really awesome to see. And like, I appreciate all of the love from everybody. We got our first um, Apple review by someone we didn't know. Yeah. It wasn't like a friend or family or something. And that was like the most exciting thing ever in the world. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah, because you just don't know who it is. Somebody, it was so cool. Somebody else recently either liked the page or... Uh, the Facebook page or something like that, that I just, I had no idea who was there from like Kentucky or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So cool. It's crazy how far it reaches so fast. Yeah. Keep going, guys. Keep sharing it, please. Yeah, share it with everybody. Do it. And and we'll take your feedback, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of feedback, actually, um, my sister um, gave me an idea for... Uh, you know, my, my tips in the beginning of the episodes, which it, it actually kind of goes on what your friend um, Steve from Dual Podcasts. From Dual had, Screens. Dual Screens had said, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Dual Screens bot- podcast is what I it. meant. Nailed it. <laughs> um, but, you know, they both kind of said that um, my tips should essentially be like ways to not murder each other. So um, this is my... Way to not murder each other this week. This is ways to not murder each other with Michelle Marie. (laughs) Yes. So my tip last week before I changed it to the making stupid things fun was really silly. And it was going to be that if you're in a relationship and like you live together and you like sleep in the same bed, it's a really good idea to have separate blankets. It is. (laughs) I agree with that. And like... I've been, it's okay. I've been, first off, I've been waiting a whole week. I know, it's so stupid. You to built, figure out what this was. You built it up too much, And man. Gavin said that too? Gavin did say that. It was so funny. So, um, Gavin is our 12-year-old. So, uh, he was listening to the most recent episode, episode five, and he was like, Mom, you should have made your tip being that you have separate blankets. And I was like, What? Oh my God, that was my tip. (laughs) And then I was like, oh man, you're so much like me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like a weird little thing that we do that like, I don't know how many people do. It's so smart. But it's like just easier that way. Right. We don't fight. Like it's just. We, you have your blanket. I don't resent you. Why would you resent me? stealing my blanket. Would I do that? Probably. I don't know if I'm a blanket stealer. Or like accidentally touching my leg with your feet <laughs> like we don't have to deal with any of that guys it's great yeah i like seriously the like maybe even more so just like 
it's okay to not do everything together, right? Right. Like you don't need to have the same blanket. Hold, hold, this tip isn't that deep today, okay? Okay, all We're right, just sorry. talking about blankets. Okay, I'm just saying. Just the blanket is the first step to realizing that it's okay to separate it. I'll never time. get Dutch oven, like, ever, because we have separate blankets. <laughs> well, to your knowledge, you'll never get Dutch oven. You're gross. You brought it up. <laughs> All right. So, what do you get today? Today. Uh-oh. Is it a good one? I think it's good. Okay. So, there was um, a lot of stuff on this case, and I didn't even break the barrier on, like, half of it. Okay. Um, so, there was actually a snapped episode. Apparently, a lot of our episodes are just going to be me retelling snapped episodes. <laughs> um, but I actually couldn't find this one anyway, so I didn't watch it. But okay. it was um, season one, episode three. So there's actually snapped, and then there's snapped killer couples, which is what I've done before. Right. And then there's snapped, she made me do it. And the fir- So the first snapped has 26 seasons. Holy shit. The snapped killer couples has 13 seasons. Holy shit. And then the snapped She Made Me Do It only has two seasons, probably because they realized that, like, that title was pretty shitty. Yeah, right. (laughs) And seems like victim blaming. Right. But that one didn't last. That one only has two. Oh, only two seasons. Yeah. So, like, a grand total of, like... Maybe 24 murders. That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot of murders. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway. Well, I mean, 26 seasons, though, for the original No, but that's what I mean. Like, so, like, a a total of, like... Almost 40 seasons of this stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm sure I'll reference them again. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so this case actually was featured on season one, episode three of Snapped, which I couldn't find anywhere. So sorry if you can find it somewhere. (laughs) Cool. How did you find, if you couldn't find that, how did you find out that it was featured on that? Uh, Just when I'm searching like information on the case. And you Like just when I'm Googling like their names and stuff. I getcha. And so it'll come up as an episode. Yeah. Gotcha. Have you used Google before? I have used Google before. (laughs) I brought the internet into your life. (laughs) (laughs) You had a standard definition TV before we met, and that was five years ago. (laughs) And it was like 12 inches. It was. It was tiny. I walked in, I thought she had a black and white TV. I was like, you want to watch a movie? <laughs> no, we tried to watch The Walking Dead on it. It's like, what? Who's that? Is that Rick? Is it Rick? Uh, I lived very comfortably. <laughs> okay, so anyways, um, uh, there was a Crime Files Deadly Affair on YouTube, which I actually did watch. You know, there's Murderpedia, which I use for a lot of cases that I haven't said. I should probably talk about my sources a mm-hmm. little more now that we're getting more listeners. Um, Oprah actually interviewed this person and she did a whole article called Shattered Lives. That was pretty great. I read uh, a ton of Texas monthly articles. Um, and there's actually a book called Out of Control by Stephen Lang and a good old Lifetime movie called Suburban Madness. Ooh. I know I couldn't find that either because i would have watched it i bet you would have (laughs) i would watch the shit out of that movie all right so clara suarez was born in 1968 
in Bogota, Colombia, and was raised by her widowed mother. Clara's father had died when she was only six years old. Growing up, she had always known that her father's wish for her was to make a better life for herself in the United States. She studied dentistry in Colombia before moving to America to further her career. She attended the University of Texas Houston Dental Branch in the late 80s, and during her studies, she even found time to compete and win the title of Miss Columbia Houston in a local pageant. Wow. So friends and family described her as just drop-dead gorgeous, like she was beautiful. In 1991, Clara met David Harris while they were both working at Castle Dental Center in Houston. David also went to the University of Texas and graduated second in his class. Wow, smart guy then. Real smart. Less than a year after their first date, they were married on Valentine's Day in 1992. Damn, that's short. Yeah. That's shorter than us. Yeah. That's crazy. We got engaged after a year. Yeah, which is fine. 13 13 months. Straight married? (laughs) Yeah. They just knew. Did they? Yeah. That they were going to murder people together? How do you know that's what I don't know that's what it is. I have no (laughs) idea. Just guessing. (laughs) Actually, I have done a lot of couples that have, like, murdered together. Yeah, you have. Two, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Two. Yeah. A lot. I mean, we're talking out of five. Yeah, five. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Less than a year after their first date, they were married, Valentine's Day, 92, at Nassau Bay Hilton Hotel across the highway from the Johnson Space Center. They were very much in love. Mm-hmm. Aw. Mm-hmm. David actually had a daughter, Lindsay, from a previous relationship that he had not been very close with, and it was Clara who pushed them, who pushed him to be a better father, and her and the three... Uh, I can't talk, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Clara... Um, pushed David to get closer to his daughter, and the three of them, you know, became a family, which, okay. like, he hadn't had with his daughter, Lindsay, before Clara. So, like, she got them reunited, and, you know, it was a pretty cool step-parent thing to do. Wait. Hold on. What's confusing? Where Where did the kids come from? I just said, <laughs> when I stumbled over my whole sentence, <laughs> that, um... David had a daughter, Lindsay, from a previous marriage. I see. And when he, they divorced in 1991, mm-hmm. he, like, wasn't close to his daughter anymore at all. Oh, that's rough. So Clara was like... You should get closer need, with You your need daughter. to, like, be there for your daughter. Yeah. And she, like, kind of reunited them. And, well, you know, they became, like, a family. Yeah. So, like, Lindsay would spend, like, the summers with them. Oh, that's cool. And then the school year, she would be with her mom. Okay. Within the next few years, both David and Clara would open up their own practices. Clara, as a dentist located in Lake Jackson, and David as an orthodontist, his um, his practice was actually close to the Johnson Space Center, okay. which was across the street from the hotel they got married at. Right. Um, and so he named his practice Space Center Orthodontics. Wow. Yeah. That's... Original. Let's get the Space Force. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have some fucking space braces. Space teeth. <laughs> I ain't got no spaces in my teeth, but I got space teeth. Oh, shit. Yeah. In Think 1998, they welcomed twin boys, Brian and Bradley. As most parents know, managing a household is hard. With the twins and Lindsay, and trying to run, like, two successful practices, I can imagine that that would take a toll on any marriage. Like, yeah. I'm sure that's a lot of 
Yeah, work. I mean, that's just a ton of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two different businesses, a full family. Well, and two different businesses that, like, they're your businesses. Right. Like, it's, not like, it's not like you're working right, for you're somebody not, else. You're not just it's going not just to work job. and going home. Like, you, that's it's your literally responsibility. everything. You, you need to do it all. It's weird that they didn't, like do a joint business well so they did eventually i didn't get there yet all right well i just it makes sense they did decide to merge their practices okay eventually um but they i believe they had multiple locations okay so in 2001 david hires a new secretary gail bridges what was that sound it just if it's a point of interest it's probably not great hmm hmm is there Murder on the wind. <laughs> Gail Bridges. So Gail was married to a man named Stephen, and they had three kids. Okay. Um. Yeah. So very soon, Gail and David get a little closer than um, the dentist and receptionist should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they start to take very long lunches together. Was he very intimate with her mouth? I'm going to go ahead and say probably. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously they started having an affair. Yeah. In 2002, David comes clean about the affair to Clara. So like it's rumored that some of the coworkers at like the practice that had seen David and Gail, you know, flirting in the office and taking long lunches together. It's said that they told Clara so I don't know if David was to the point where he was like everybody knows right he was like I should just tell her anyways or if it right. was like I want to be an honest man and do the right thing so when I don't really know how that came about but so he confessed everything to her and you know he tells her about the long lunches and that sometimes you know he would be late at work but really going into hotels with Gail and everything and this obviously like destroys Clara. I mean, right. like that's as it should. The one of the worst feelings ever. Um, I can imagine. It really sucks. Yeah. So he like she's she's like I'm you know I'm gonna forgive you and we're gonna work this out and it's gonna be fine. What do you want me to do to be the person you can be happy with? Wow. So like she automatically. Acts like it's all her, her fault. fault. Yeah. Wow. So David actually makes a um, like a comparison list for her. Holy shit, that's terrible. Yeah. So it's like, well, Gail is um, young, and you know, if thin. you could just be a little younger. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, she dyes her hair blonde. Uh, Clara decides to dye her hair blonde and starts seeing a personal trainer. Um, ops for liposuction and breast implants, like, is literally doing everything to change herself to make him love her again. Holy shit. Yeah. That is terrible. It, yeah. No, you, you, why would you, what makes you mentally think that being in that relationship is healthy anymore? Yeah, it's like, a dark, so she, it's a dark place. She's clearly, right, yeah, I mean, she's clearly, like, got something going on. Yeah. But when someone you trust I mean, I, and care about, like, yeah. breaks your trust like that, I mean, you don't know who to, you don't know who to trust who to anymore, to. and you can't trust yourself anymore. Right, because you've, you've you now, feel like you've you're not good gone, enough. Right, you've gone in on them, like, trusting them so much yeah. that you feel like you've almost betrayed yourself. 
Yeah. That's exactly. weird. That's very weird. Yeah. It's tough. Insane. I guess weird is not the right word. It's just hard. Yeah. Yeah. Unfathomable, unless you've been there. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So eventually, David says that he's going to end it with Gail. But he says, like, he needs to do it in person. So he's like, you know, listen, it's going to be over. But, like, you know, I don't want to do it over the phone. And I'm going to take her out to a restaurant and, you know, tell her there. And, you know, it'll be done. So, like, obviously, Clara's skeptical. because yeah, who wouldn't who, be? We, exactly. Who's yeah. going to believe that shit? Right. So she hires a personal investigator. So... Um, this is going to go real off the rails. Yeah. So. Usually, like, <clears throat> I feel like getting a PI, in, invest, like an investigator, or a PI, a private investigator. Yeah. It's like saying an ATM machine. But, like, a, a PI involved is, like, like, you're at such a drastic step in your relationship. Like, this is not good. Like, you're, you're. Arching over the top of the roller coaster right. about to go well, down. Well, so it was very smart on her end because in Texas, um, I mean, the law is that, you know, if you get a divorce, 50-50, unless you can prove adultery. Mm-hmm. So, like, if she was trying to prove the adultery for divorce reason, fuck yeah. Smart. Like, don't let this person who broke the marriage take 50% of everything right. if you can go take more. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah. Which is very greedy and wrong, I guess. But is, like, is it though? In that I mean, circumstance, I don't I mean, know. Like, not that I'm a vengeful person or anything, but like, if <clears throat> if you're in a shitty situation like that, and you've tried as hard as you can to become the person, which is not something anybody should do. You shouldn't become somebody else for somebody. Absolutely not. But if you've done that, and you still don't feel confident that they're coming back to you. What is your ne- your next step is divorce, and if you're gonna divorce them, and this person has already fucked you over, like, of course I know. you want everything. It's I don't so, even think it's greedy. I mean, it's so hard because it is so vindictive, uh, but like, I I understand it. Sure. Yeah, like I, don't, I could I don't never. Think it is. I am not a strong or kind enough person that would be like, oh, I loved you once. We're gonna you hurt me, but we're gonna go separate ways and. 50-50, it's going to be great. Like, I am not so that. not that person. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to this 100% knows that. Yeah. That I would be like, oh, you let me fall? Like, you're fucking coming down with me hard. Right. But in that situation, it's different. It's not It's not like... I think it's vindictive to, in, in, like, the simplest meaning of that term, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think that there's real vengeance in that person's heart, more survival. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like... Especially I've with lost children so, involved. Yeah, like, I've lost so much, I I need to recover something. Right. You know what I mean? Especially, but I mean, especially with kids where, like, you know, two incomes, taking care of two and a half children, and, like, suddenly, like, one income taking two, care of two children. Two, like, right. I, I can get... Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's tough. Survival. I get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it doesn't yeah, feel okay. vengeful. She, it, I think calling her greedy in that circumstance is a little off. Mm-hmm. I don't think she is being greedy. I think she's trying to make sure she survives the aftermath of whatever this yeah. could possibly be. Yeah, that's a good, that's a positive way to look at it. Yeah. Well, so she hires this PI company. Right. And um, 
It's it's called Blue Moon Investigation Company. And ironically, they had been hired previously by Stephen, who is Gail's husband, because Stephen thought that Gail was having an affair with a woman. That's very, wow. So, like, it's just very ironic. So they had already, like, known. They know her. They had known Gail. That's going to be weird for that guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, Clara is sitting at home, like, freaking out because her husband is, you know, on the way to this restaurant to go meet with his mistress. And, right. Like, super stressful. Supposedly break things off with her. Right. Well, so she gets a call from Bobby Basha, who is, like, the person doing the investigation. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey... Just wanted to let you know that um, your husband did not go to the restaurant and him and the woman have actually gone to a hotel. So immediately Clara just knows in her mind that it is the Nassau, 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 it's N-A-S-S-A-U. Hmm. Whatever I said it earlier. So however I said it earlier, yeah, okay. I think I pronounced it right. Yeah, we're, but... we don't. We're not gonna pretend we're smart. <laughs> <clears throat> it's we're... okay, guys. We're normal people. We're everyday people. It's true. <laughs> everyday people. Yeah. Yeah. No. So they went. Uh, she went to that hotel because she just like knew that that was where he would be. So she asks her seventeen-year-old stepdaughter to go with her. And the stepdaughter had actually known about her father having an affair. Like, I I don't know if she was... I actually believe she was told by the dad, but either way, I'm sure at that age, like, you can figure shit out between your parents. Like, it's not... It's not difficult. It's not rocket surgery. Rocket surgery? Yeah. You're so smart. Thanks. So... Uh, Clara brings Lindsay with her to the hotel. So they get to the hotel and, you know, they go inside and they speak with the front desk person and they were like, hey, you know, we're looking for David Harris or or Gail Bridges. And they were like, I'm sorry, we don't have anybody by those names here. Yeah. So Lindsay and Clara go outside and they see Gail's car. So they know that they're there. They're no, they know that they're there. So uh, some reports say that Clara vandalized the car. Some say that she doesn't. Whatever. Either way, she sees the car. She knows they're there. So Lindsay and Clara both start calling David's cell phone and saying like, "Hey, something's wrong with the twins. Like, you know, you need to come home right away." And he's like, "All right, like." Uh, okay, go. like, I'm going to come home. Yep. So, Lindsay and Clara walk back into the lobby, and, you know, out from the elevator emerges David and Gail holding hands. So, Clara flips her shit, yep. which, like, who the hell could blame her? Sure. You know, she lunges at Gail and starts attacking her and, like, slaps her and, like, rips her shirt off and is, like, screaming, like, you bitch, that's my husband, blah, blah, blah. All the things, yeah, all the obscenities expect. that you would scream in this situation. Sure. Um, you know, people say that Lindsay is hitting her dad with her purse, being like, I hate you, I How hate you. How old is she you. at this point? 17. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you know, 
the hospital staff breaks up this altercation and the hotel staff. Oh yeah, did I say hospital? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. The hotel staff um, you know, breaks up this altercation and they go their separate ways. So Clara and Lindsay head out first, they go back to their car, and David actually chooses to walk Gail to her car. So so Gail and David are heading back to their car and Clara and Lindsay are now chilling in the what was the name of the car? A silver S Class four thirty Mercedes Benz. So it was Clara's dream car. Like wow. when she when she finally made it, she was so excited to get this car. Wow. So, you know, back in back in the Mercedes, Lindsay in the passenger seat, you know, Clara driving. She spots Gail and David returning to their car. She slams down on the gas and heads straight for David. Clipping Gail's leg, she crashes right into him, propelling him 25 feet across the parking lot. Oh, boy. Lindsay opens the door and tries to step out as Clara decides to run over him again. Holy shit. Then a third time. All of this was caught on surveillance footage. Oh. So I actually looked it up, and, like, you can't see him getting hit. You can't even see him anywhere. But you see her car going around three times. Like, it wasn't like a... It wasn't like a, oh, I went forward, shit, I just messed up. Like, what do I do? I'm going to back up. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, it, it was like it I'm was deliberately a... running over you Yeah, it times. was literally like she did three donuts. <clears throat> okay. So it's very, I mean, I'll try and post it. I don't think I could post it to our Instagram, but I'll post it to our Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting to look and see the direction the car takes because it really wasn't like a... Back up, go forward, back up, turn yeah, a little. Right, you know how, like, if you were to hit something in front of you, like, you would instinctively, I mean, I feel like you would instinctively back up a little bit. Sure. And then, I don't know, it's just, that's not, it's just not what it looks like at all. Like, it, it does look like the car deliberately did, like, three donuts mm-hmm. over him. But ironically, according to um, the medical examiner, he only had one set of tire tracks on him. <laughs> so maybe she was just so accurate I that mean, she ran over the same tire tracks. That would be miraculous. Three times. Because based on his like internal injuries, like every single rib was crushed. I can only imagine. Like his internal injuries were just catastrophic, but yet there was still only one set of tire tracks. But like his internal injuries suggest that it was way more than once yeah it sounds like so it's very conflicting reports um not reports but conflicting evidence right against themselves it's weird yeah so the day after the murder clara calls bobby basha at the blue moon investigation company and wants a refund why (laughs) because it, it just he did his job I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it was a she, and oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, you said, oh, Bobby, I guess I just thought would be a guy. That's true. But it could be a girl's name, it's fine. <laughs> but, so yeah, she called her and was like, you know, they actually have audio, an audio recording of it online, asking for a refund, and, you know, Bobby, Basha being like, Okay, like I just want you to acknowledge that like you were the client. Like, you know, I'm I'm not going to give you a refund. Like, we are recording this after the incident, you know. I also want to let you know that we were filming, so like 
we have that on film and you know we've turned it over to the police yeah holy shit and so yeah it's yeah. very very awkward like i can't imagine that poor i mean like what do you what i mean even if they didn't catch that all right like how what that person did their job they tracked down yeah the person that you wanted right. to track down exactly and they told you where they were exactly yeah so yeah but yeah the murder also probably not eligible for refund yeah no <laughs> Yeah, you're not getting your money, lady. Like, you just murdered somebody. It's in the it's in the fine print. Yeah. <laughs> it says if you murder somebody, no refund. Yeah, no refund. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so obviously, the murder was like top news all over the country. You know, there was a very large debate between whether Clara should be considered a cold-blooded killer or if she was just a scorned woman that went temporarily insane and did what any wife who has experienced infidelity secretly wants to do to her cheating husband. I would probably side with the latter. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I don't think... She didn't seem like she was a murderer. No. Like a cold-blooded killer. I think she probably was just in a fit of rage. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh... Who was the woman that killed Betty Gore? Wendy... Oh, uh... Her. Candy Montgomery. Candy Montgomery. Yeah. Same thing. Just a fit of rage. Like, that woman probably was not insane. Truly. You... It's. I'm glad you're not a judge, because you would be letting a lot of free women go. No, I'm not. It's not that I'm letting them go. It's just that I don't think that they're insane. I think that it's a crime of passion. Like, yeah. It's not like, like it's not like that woman, uh, would have like gone out and killed somebody else. She was killing her husband, right, in a fit of rage because of this whole thing that happened. Like she had found out about it, right? Like the affair. Mm-hmm changed herself completely yeah to fit no i mean i agree with yeah i agree with you like, like i i think I like think... that's like last straw like holy shit like of course yeah like i'm insane now sorry like yeah. you made it this way yeah no for, for sure like i i agree with that as well like i think 100 percent. i think it's a crime of passion and i think like the situation that she was put through 100 percent made her crazy not not that it validates her murder at all. Right? Like, murder is bad. Right. But I don't think that she's, like, a cold-blooded killer. I think that she went temporarily insane. Right. You yeah. do crazy shit. Yeah. And, yeah. It sounds like it. This one time, <laughs> <laughs> when I found out my ex had cheated on me, and he tried to drive away, I jumped on the hood of his car. <laughs> you were a crazy lady. <laughs> because you do crazy things. What if I don't think I'd murder anybody though? What if, like in an alternate reality, mm-hmm. you guys had stayed don't go together? There. What is happening? And you ended up don't murdering him. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in an alternate reality. I don't want that. In an alternate reality, reality, you're you're on Snapped Killer Couples. Shut up. Yeah, you are. And you're watching me. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that Michelle went. Crazy. She was crazy. <laughs> She's kind of cute though. <laughs> Oh, you're cute. Okay, so in February 2003, at her trial, Clara testified, like, for her, like, she actually took the stand in her defense, which is very rare for... Oh, for herself? Yeah, which is very rare for um, defendants to do. And because, like, the prosecutors, it's so easy for them to just twist 
what you say. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if it really worked in her benefit. But she claimed that she did not mean to kill her husband. Her intention was just to wreck Gail's car. And that she actually didn't even know that she ran over her husband. That all sounds terrible coming it, from the mouth of the person that murdered the person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you should have just been real and been like... I murdered him. I went fucking crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, so she was like, oh, I didn't even know I ran over him until, like, I had I got out of the car. And until, I swear like, it was only third, once. Till the third ring. Yeah, yeah I swear. Had no idea. So, however, the damage was done when Lindsay took the stand to testify against her. She claims that a week beforehand, Clara supposedly said to her that with all he's done to me, I could kill him and get away with it. She claims that when Clara began accelerating and soon before the impact, she said, I'm going to hit him. And like, I can't imagine what that poor girl's testimony, like she testified that the, what it felt like to, to be in the car that to be in the car riding over yeah her father. Like that's, yeah, I can't imagine man. That's a crazy headspace. Mm-hmm. The jury deliberated for eight hours, and somehow her defense team was able to convince the jurors that it was a crime of sudden passion. So there's a difference. There's a difference between them. What? I don't know. What is that? Well, so in Texas, um, intentional murder is a minimum of five years to life. And then sudden passion is a minimum of two years to 20. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know what the terms are for like sudden passion and crime of passion or whatever all of the lingo for that is. Right. But so this one in particular, sudden passion in Texas, two to 20. So she was actually um, found guilty of sudden passion and put away for 20 years mm-hmm. was actually put away on valentine's day oh wow so it would have been her 11 year anniversary which is just so wow. ironic yeah really what a coincidence mm-hmm. clara was actually a model prisoner she spent a lot of her time translating school textbooks into braille in 2007 David's parents filed a wrongful death suit against Clara, and this time the jury did not sympathize with her. They ordered her to pay $3.75 million in damages to the parents. Holy shit. Lindsay also filed a wrongful death and ended up getting, like, a significant amount of her father's estate. And the twins were awarded some of that as well. So, like, I don't know if that would have been given to her... Had she not filed this suit? Yeah. Yeah. She also filed the suit against the hotel for lack of security and failure to contact the police soon enough and for having untrained employees um, in, like, a domestic situation like that. Right. Like, I I don't understand how you can witness a fight like that and not have called the police. Like, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So she filed the suit against them for... um, Did she win? For those things. She did win. Yeah. She also filed a suit against the Blue Moon Investigation Company because she felt that it was wrong that they called Clara that night and said, just kidding, like, he didn't go to the restaurant. They went to a hotel. But... So she she was saying that they should have waited. Like, they should have, you know, found this information out, created a report, and then gone back to Clara 
the day after, after or something. Yeah. I mean, like doing so. it doing it in the heat of it, like you're just asking for something. Yeah, you're just creating hostility. Yeah. So education. like granted, I don't believe they said I don't believe they told her the name of the hotel, but like she, she was able to figure it out. So if they hadn't called her and told her that they were at a hotel, none you know, of none of this would happen. Yeah. So Lindsay actually won that suit as well. Interesting. I don't know if I agree with that one. No? I don't know. I think I do. I mean, I don't know what the MO of like a private investigator is normally. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. hard to say. Like, I don't know if they're supposed to do that or report to you or what, you know? Right. But, like, I would what assume, if, what I would if assume the, it's a, a maybe an agreement between... What if the private investigator was at the restaurant for like two hours waiting and then just finally saw them kind of stroll off somewhere? Yeah. Like, wh- where did she end up catching them? Like, how did she end up finding out? She, because she followed so, them. So no, so the investigator. Well, yeah, the investigator followed them to a hotel. Right. But the investigator called Clara and said, like, they went to a hotel. No. When when did uh, the investigator start her ob- like observation of? Well, so the day before, when Clara had hired the the PI. Yeah. She said, my husband is meeting this lady at a restaurant. Right. I just want you to go and make sure like that's actually what goes down. Sure. And that's not what went down. They, they, um, went to a hotel. So I guess they met at this restaurant and drove, like he left his car there and drove in Gail's car to the hotel and the PI must have followed them to the hotel and called her and said, you know, Hey, they went to a hotel and then Clara just knew that it was that hotel right. that they had gotten married in and wow. went there and realized that she was right in thinking that. And, and then murdered And then her drove over her husband. Yep. Wow. Three times. That's crazy. So uh, finally in 2018, her twin boys, Ooh. then 19. Oh, wait. I skipped a part. Just kidding. Clara was first eligible for parole in 2012, but she was denied. Over the next five years, she was denied three more times due to letters from David's family. Hmm. So finally, in 2018, she got, like, a new defense attorney, and he was like, you've never brought in your boys. Like, bring in your kids. So the twins came in. They were 19. They went to the parole hearing to speak on her behalf. They said that although it saddens them that they lost their father, they were victims twice over because they lost their mother, too, too. and they would really like her back. This time, Clara was granted parole and was released on May 11th, 2018. Because of a record, she can no longer practice dentistry. Makes sense. And that is it. Wow. That's probably the first one that we've done where, like, I feel a little bit of sympathy for the killer. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I mean, because, like, she was, like, entirely wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think and, so, too. Uh, not that, again, not that, like, I condone murder or anything, mm-hmm. but, like, I can almost understand, you can almost understand that headspace. Right. Especially, like, in those immediate circumstances. Right. Right? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I can get behind that. I feel that. Yeah. Not, again, not saying it was the right thing to do. Don't murder. Yeah. Don't murder people or each other. Um, but I could almost sympathize with her yeah i don't think i could ever I, actually kill anything. i can i can the only place that i can kill stuff is like a digital space like i'll shoot <laughs> people online all day long right but like i have a hard time killing bugs sometimes yeah no i can i 
like I said before, having been in a relationship where I was cheated on, like, many, many times, like, I can understand her headspace, and I can get it. Like, I... I I get, I get that. I can sympathize with her. Man, he was it. not as good at hood surfing as you are. <laughs> oh. If terrible. only he knew how to just get on the hood. Yeah, that's all he had to do. On. That's all he had to do. That's terrible. Yeah. So, do we have a cheers this week? <sighs> a toast. You don't have one. I. It's um. You don't have one. No, 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 no. That's the look. The look is you're unprepared. And I'm you a don't little, have I'm one. a little unprepared. What do you mean a little unprepared? You're either prepared or you're not prepared. No, I'm a little unprepared. What do you mean a little unprepared? You either have one or you don't. It's your turn to go first because I went first last time. Oh, I don't have one. What? <laughs> 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 you're a horrible person. <laughs> that sucks. It's your turn to go first. I went um, first last time. I want to... Toast to all my coworkers for handling this corona situation. Oh, that was so gonna be well. mine. Well, that sucks. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, you know, it's pretty it is pretty crazy out there and you know, uh not to overblow it, but I have a bunch of people that work for me who are all hourly employees and it's really tough in circumstances like this to kinda discuss what can and can't happen. Uh and you know, we're we're still open luckily, so it's not a big deal, but you know, we did kinda talk on Friday about the possibility of us closing and how we would handle it and how we would try to ensure that they got some kind of hours and figure that that whole thing out whether it be they can try to work from home in some circumstance but they all took it like super well um so toast toast to them and uh toast to the team of us that kind of figured out how it, to make that possible yeah yeah I'm going to steal yours. I'm going to piggyback off of that. Jeez. <laughs> so I, I definitely want to cheers to, you know, the company I work for. And um, I'm not going to say it out loud, but, like, I do feel that, you know, them coming forward and being like, hey, we're still going to pay you guys is, like, a really huge thing for companies to do. And, yeah, that is you know, I wish... I wish every person in our situation had that right now because I can't even imagine the people that are struggling, you know, worrying about the fact that all of our kids are not in school right now and, and trying to get childcare and still going to work and then being scared that, like, you might not get a paycheck yeah, it's is, crazy. is the worst thing ever. So yeah. it's, it's it's a really crazy time right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we know that a lot of people are kind of struggling through it and, you know, the unfortunate circumstances, this is that probably the start of the next month and month and a half or so. So, you know, just kind of hold on to your butts and you can power through it. You can do it. This is a terrible toast. We're supposed to be positive. I hate that saying so much. What? Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. It's so weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess this is a really terrible toast, but we're toasting, um, you know, we're toasting the people that are making it easier. Yeah. You know, like. And hopefully uh, all of you have somebody like that either in your life or at your work or something like that. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, when you're going stir crazy in your house, you know, we are something you can turn on and alleviate all of that stress. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully when you're going stir crazy and you need to go to bed, you take her advice and you get your own fucking blanket. <laughs> Seriously, but like maybe you don't go to the store and get it right now. Like, yeah, it might be a bad time. Try Amazon. Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, so... Well, toast. Cheers. I cheers. hope everyone stays yeah. safe, please. Yeah. And listen to back to all our podcasts, because you'll have the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. It's been a, this was <laughs> Bring a good, it back around to us. Bring it back around. Yeah, it's all about us, guys. It's all about us. No, seriously, stay safe and listen to our podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that's the end of another episode. You know, get in touch with us uh, on our Facebook page, Instagram, um, email, you know, uh, till death do us podcast at gmail.com. Feedback, uh, comments, whatever. Um, Please go on Apple, review, rate, review, rate again. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe wherever Tell you know. Tell your friends. We're on all the major streaming networks. Uh, I still have not heard back from iHeartRadio, so I will check in with them, but I'm not really sure how many people use them. Um, it seems like we're getting some listens without them anyway. I mean, well, the person who wants it is, you know. Right. It's my dad. He's older. Yeah. He doesn't know how to use them damn He's phones. like, what the fuck is Actually, Spotify? Spotify? To be totally... Just what? <laughs> my dad does not pronounce things correctly sometimes on purpose and it's kind of funny but he's actually pretty good with technology to be totally honest i mean like sometimes you need some help but he's pretty good i think he just needs you just need to introduce him to it like just be like yeah you get that spotify you know guess we're gonna know if you listen to this now yeah because you're gonna be like hey i know how to use that their technology but yeah guys uh it's been another great week hopefully you're still listening and uh you know we'll see you next week And hey, don't murder each other. Bye. Bye.